Open your Bibles, if you will, to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. Lord willing, this afternoon I want to pick up with Matthew 21. Matthew 21, verses 12 through 17. But this morning we look at this text in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And we are glad that you're here. We're particularly thankful for our visitors who are present with us. But we're thankful for all of you who've come here to seek the Lord, to worship Him, and to learn from His words. These verses in Proverbs 3 and verses 5 and 6 are off-quoted. They are familiar words, and they are powerful words. They are powerful words that can change the whole of our lives. Trust in the Lord, the text says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will make your paths straight. Now those are simple verses. I would encourage you even to commit those to memory. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. And in the lesson this morning, we want to make some few simple points from this text and kind of uh, this is the way that I've organized them. The point that we'll ultimately come to here is God's call on our life is comprehensive. It is all-encompassing. But first of all, I want you to see what He calls us to. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He calls us to trust in the Lord. He calls us to acknowledge God, to acknowledge Him in all our ways. Now, I have here that the word trust, this particular word for trust, is used 120 times in the Old Testament. 18 of those are just in the account of Hezekiah in these passages. Now, what that tells you is about a sixth of all these references to trust are tied to Hezekiah's story. Therefore, that story must be largely about trust in the Lord. If you read those passages, 2 Kings 18 and 19, Isaiah 36 and 37, 2 Chronicles 32. You will find sometimes that that word trust, that the Hebrew word usually translated trust, is sometimes translated by other English words. It's translated by words like rely. It's translated by words like depend. But all of those are good synonyms for trust. On whom do we trust or in whom do we trust? Do we depend? Do we rely? But let me seek to tell the story if you're not familiar with Hezekiah's story. It was 701 B.C. The most powerful nation 
in the world is Assyria. They are a mighty and ruthless military machine that has rolled over everything in its path and even destroyed 46 cities of Judah. And they are outside the walls of Jerusalem. And they are telling King Hezekiah, surrender. Surrender. If you surrender, I'll bring you into a land like your own. And you will sit under your vine and uh, under your fig tree. But if you resist, I'm going to destroy you. And are you trusting in Egypt? Is that who you're trusting in that you're rebelling against me? Are you trusting in your king Hezekiah? Are you depending upon him? These people will not save you. He even goes on to describe Egypt as a reed that if a man leans on, it will break. And that description that Sennacherib gives is true. Because inspired author Ezekiel gives that same description in Ezekiel 29. Where do you trust? Do you trust in Egypt? Do you trust in horses and chariots? Do you trust in Hezekiah? But this is where Hezekiah makes his mistake. Hezekiah makes his mistake. Or Sennacherib makes his mistake, excuse me. Sennacherib makes his mistake. Sennacherib says, are you trusting in the Lord? Is that who you're trusting in? If you're trusting in the Lord, why are you different from all these other nations? They've trusted in their gods. And they've looked to their gods for deliverance. And they've said their gods were going to rescue and deliver them. Who is your God that he will deliver from my hand? And Hezekiah took that letter that Sennacherib had read. He took that letter. He read it. He went to the house of the Lord. He read it before the Lord. And he said, Lord, it is true that the kings of Assyria have conquered other nations. And they have thrown their gods into the fire. But their gods are wood and stone and the work of men's hands. Deliver us, O God, that you may show you and you alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. And that night, the Lord sent an angel who killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. Assyrian marches back home and never conquers, never even enters the city of Jerusalem. And that account is recorded for us to call us to put all our trust in Him. When the enemies are stronger than us, when the enemies outnumber us, when the enemy even has a history of success, we put our trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. And the Bible says we trust in the Lord with all our heart. We acknowledge Him. The word that's translated acknowledge is a word that means know in Hebrew. It is sometimes used of an intimate sexual relationship. Adam knew his wife 
Eve. And while that is not the most common use of the word, that shows us the intensity of the word and the intimacy of the word. And the Bible calls us to acknowledge or to know Him, to know God, to know Him. This is, for example, the word that's used in Hosea 6.6, where God desires the knowledge of Him and not birth offerings. God wants us to know Him in all our all our worship and all our life to be flowing out of a living relationship with Him. To know Him in all your ways to know Him. So we are to trust Him and we are to know Him. And by the way, in Psalm 1-6, it is God who knows us. Psalm 1-6, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. We know Him, He knows us. But what I mean by God's call on our life, being comprehensive, is this text calls us not just to trust in the Lord, not just to acknowledge Him, but to trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your heart. What is the first and greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Love the Lord with all your heart. These passages in Deuteronomy, if you were to look them up, sometime. The context says that we are to seek the Lord with all our heart. Most commonly, it is to love the Lord with all our heart. If you were to look up all the passages in the book of Deuteronomy that use this, it talks about obeying Him with all our heart. But it is a wholehearted service. With everything that we are, acknowledge, trust in Him with all your heart and acknowledge Him in all your ways. The next passage, the next chapter in Proverbs says, Proverbs 4, verse 26, Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. All your ways. We trust in Him with all our heart. We acknowledge Him in all our ways. I know that that is all-inclusive, comprehensive, demanding. What I'm about to say may mean more of you, may mean more to you who were just in our Judges 19 class than those who weren't. And if this is a thought that I've entertained before, I don't remember it. 
But as we were singing that song before the Lord's Supper that Josh led us in, and as Boyd emphasized some of those words, and I was reflecting on that, something hit me. Judges 19 is a sword and sword story of a Levite and his concubine and his servant who are traveling and as they travel they stop in the Benjamin city, the Benjamite city of Gibeah and as they stop in that Benjamite city the men of the city surround the house they pound the door bring these men out that we may know them and have relations with them the older man in the house terrified and not acting correctly says don't do this with this man who's come under my roof i have a virgin daughter i have a he has a concubine let me bring them to you and you do to them whatever you wish but do not do so to this man who has come under my house and the Bible tells us that the Levite, I think the Levite, takes his concubine and thrusts her to the crowd. And they rape her and abuse her all night long until she is killed as she is reaching to the threshold of the house for a husband who will protect her, for a house where she can find safety. She dies. And this is what hit me. Where is Jesus in this story? He is in effect the concubine who was pushed out in the car to be abused and mistreated and killed. He has loved us with all his heart. And he has acknowledged us in all his ways. And he calls us to do the same. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Acknowledge him in all your ways. He has given everything for us. And He calls us to trust Him with all we have and to acknowledge Him in all our ways. But also a second point. What is trust in the Lord contrasted with? Trust in the Lord in this passage as we're called to trust Him. We must have the proper, ob proper object of trust. We must trust Him with all our heart. We must acknowledge Him in all our ways. But, but trusting God with all our heart is contrasted with leaning, leaning on our own understanding. Now, now this particular word lean is used in parallelism with the word trust. It's not the same word but trusting in the Lord is contrasted with leaning in your own understanding and this word leaning is used for example of Samson leaning on the pillars of the temple in Judges 16 26 it's used for 
for Saul leaning on his spear in 2 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 6. Those are literal uses of the word leaning. It is as a person who cannot walk without a walker. And he leans on it and puts his weight on it or her weight on it. And it provides them the ability to get around. That is a graphic illustration of leaning, depending, relying. And a couple of biblical illustrations of the point are found in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 7 and 8. Where King Asa of Judah has in the past leaned on the Lord. And when he leaned on the Lord, he was delivered. But when he faced a new crisis, a battle with the people of Israel, instead of leaning on the Lord or relying on the Lord, he sent a message. He sent for help from to the king of Aram. And he said to the king of Aram, you attack Israel. And the prophet rebukes him because he leaned on other things beside the Lord. Because he leaned on the Arameans instead of the Lord. You see the same kind of idea in Isaiah 31 and verse 1. But my point is, we are called to trust in the Lord with everything we have, with everything we are. And we are told not to lean in our own understanding. Do not lean in your own understanding. In contrast to trusting in Him is the temptation to lean in our understanding. You see this laid out in Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, verses 25 and 26. Proverbs 28, 25 and 26. The text says, an arrogant man, an arrogant man stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will prosper. He who trusts in the Lord will prosper. And notice, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. And he who walks wisely will be delivered. Trusting in the Lord in Proverbs 28, 25 is contrasted with trusting in your own heart. The one who trusts in the Lord prospers. The one who trusts in his own heart is a fool. You remember the story in 2 Kings 5. In 2 Kings 5, how Naaman was a leper. And one of his servants, who is from Israel, says that I wish that my master was sent to the prophet in Israel. He could cure him of his leprosy. Naaman hears this and he is anxious for any cure for this disease. And so he tells the king of Aram. And the king of Aram sends a present to the king of Israel. He says, here is Naaman my servant. Please heal me. Heal him of his leprosy. And the king of Israel hears this. And he tears his clothes. And he says, am I God to kill and make alive? Elisha the prophet hears of it. And he says, listen, send him to me. 
And he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Elisha sends a servant out to greet him and tells him, go to the Jordan and dip seven times in the Jordan and be saved. That's what the Lord told Elisha to say. And Naaman first is angry. Because you see, that doesn't match his understanding. It doesn't match his understanding. He says, are not the rivers of Abana and Farpar, aren't they better than the waters of the Jordan? Why didn't I just wash in them and be clean? And he said, behold, I thought he would come out and strike his hand over the place and call out to his God and heal me. One of his men said, if he told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? How much less when he says, wash and be clean. He went to the Jordan. He dipped seven times in the waters of the Jordan. And his flesh was clean. You see, Naaman's, behold, I thought, is no substitute for what he thought or what he felt. God's Word trumps our thoughts and our feelings. Amen. I heard a preacher say one time, that he was trying to get his pilot license. And he said, of course, if you get a pilot's license, you have to do a lot of flying with an instructor. He said, what thing they would emphasize to us? See, if you are going to be a pilot, there are times that if you check your instruments before, you make sure they're right, make sure they're secure. If you check them before, trust them. He said there'll be times in flying that what you think you need to do and what the instrument panel tells you to do are not the same thing. And he said, they preach that to me over and over and over. They continually emphasize it. And finally one time, on my test flight, they took me up and they turned flips and they did everything else and I lost all sense of where I was and where I should be. And he said, what the instrument panel said was totally the opposite of what I felt. And then they said, you fly. And he said, if I would have followed, if I would have followed what I felt, instead of the instrument panel, first I would have never got my pilot's license, and that may have been the least of our problems.
their time that what God says seems to push against our understanding and our thoughts and our feelings. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. So if we trust in the Lord with everything we have, if we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, and we avoid leaning in our own understanding, we are given a promise in this text. The promise in this text is He will direct our paths. He will direct our paths. Now, something that I have often said, it is particularly going to ring true to those of you who are in the book of Psalms, that we've talked about that in the Hebrew language, usually the person who is acting is tied in with the verb. Usually there's not a separate personal pronoun. If there is a separate personal pronoun, it is for emphasis. That is the case at the end of Proverbs 3, verse 6. And so this is the impact of that. Okay, This is the significance of that. We could read that verse and it could say, And he, he will make your path straight. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, if you acknowledge Him in all your ways, if you avoid the temptation to lean in your own understanding, the promise is He, He will care for us. He will make straight your path. Doesn't count. Everything will always be easy. Doesn't tell us we won't face any trials. But it does say He will make your path straight. The basis of our life is trusting in Him with all our heart and acknowledging Him in all our ways. Let us pray. Oh Lord our God, how awesome and mighty You are. We we can't even begin to fully appreciate how you have given of yourself for us. But because you have given of yourself, we are in good hands when we trust in you. 
with all our heart and acknowledge you in all our ways. Forgive us, O Lord, when we substitute our thoughts for yours and our ways for yours. Forgive us. Help us to stick to your path and your ways and put our confidence in you knowing the precious promise that you yourself will direct our way. To you, O God, be all glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) Friend, if you've not been living your life that way, and you want to turn around and make a change. If you're burdened with a load of sin, you need to have that removed. If you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again, there's promises. There's promises if you believe and obey His Word, turning from your sins and repentance and be baptized in Christ, that every sin will be forgiven. He will guide your path. He will direct your way. Or if you have lost your way and you've leaned in your own understanding and need to acknowledge those things and ask for prayers from others, we want to help you as we stand and as we sing.